That's how you can pay yourself without paying yourself. Welcome to the Tony Can Grow Show, where we talk about how to grow in all shapes and forms. Everything from fitness, business, and daily lifestyle. We cover all the hot topics and highlight important information to help you learn to grow. My name is Anthony, but you can call me Tony for short. I'm an athlete, coach, and entrepreneur. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. This is episode four. Don't quit your day job yet. So originally, we're actually supposed to do Lauren for She-Hulk part two, but we decided to save that for when we can do an in-person podcast rather than a Zoom episode. Um, Our schedules are just not matching up at the moment. So today, instead, I wanted to tell you why you shouldn't quit your job yet. Today, we're going to dive into a few quick growth hacks, tips for scaling, how to pay yourself without paying yourself when starting a new business. I'll dissect some extreme opinions. Um, Is your day job holding you back? Columbus, burn the ships, or the concept of wearing some padding while you're learning. It's like taking some risk off the table, and when you're investing in yourself, it's your time on the line. Be smart. Be able to bounce back and keep throwing the punches until you can't get it wrong. Both can work, and both depend on you and your unique experiences. With my personal experience, it was really nice to hold on to my day job. Um, For me, I went for something that's entrepreneurship friendly. Originally, I had picked my career path at the time because I thought it was bodybuilding friendly. And it actually turned out to work out super well with entrepreneurship. When I was done with my competitive bodybuilding journey, the transition was easy. Anyways, the type of job you want to look for is typically a higher paying position where you can make your own hours, work short hours, or a remote position that doesn't require a large part of your time, or something you can quickly get good at and have more of your own free time to work on your own business. At the end of the day, it's something ideally that you'd already be looking for when striving to have like a work-life balance. It's the same job that everyone else is kind of chasing. So if you're hungry and an entrepreneur, you know that you have to set yourself aside from the rest of the people and these jobs are gonna be competitive. And with entrepreneurship and working a great day job, you can achieve a lot more given the effort that you want to put in and can come to the point where you get to quit that job and just be a full-time entrepreneur. The positions that are going to hold you back are the ones that suck all the time and life out of you with no real benefit to them. Any low-paying jobs or jobs where you're asked to do many roles for the wage of a single person are generally to be avoided. And that's like across the board. I think everybody just, nobody wants to do those jobs and they're harder to fill those positions, but there's a lot more of them available. So avoid those. I mean, there are some jobs that pay low with opportunities for commission tips and all that. Uh, And those are things you can look at. But then again, make sure it fits into your lifestyle. A lot of great entrepreneurs note that at one point in time, they were bartenders working in a restaurant or a bar, just living off their tips and spending the daytime just working on their side hustle that became their main hustle. So whatever it is that you have to do, make sure it's something that you can still allocate the time you need to your side hustle to make it your full-time thing. Work-life balance is something everybody talks about, but something I don't think many people understand because it's very individualized. Um, It's a different scenario for everyone. And with that being said, we'll talk about different work-life balances throughout future episodes, Um, but ones that apply specifically to the situations they govern from the guests I bring on that actually live those lives and are successful doing it. I don't like to speak blindly on anything. And there is some situations I really can't comment on myself. And in this episode, I'm going to quote some financial information that was passed on to me. 
Now, I'm no financial advisor or CPA accountant, but I did do some extra research to be as accurate as I could with my notes on this. And some of it, is, <clears throat> and some of it I'm going to quote verbatim on the information that I was given to follow for myself. And I have to put this disclaimer in there because it's 2023 and people get it twisted. I am not a professional financial advisor. This is not professional financial advice. This is for informational purposes only. I said it, I got it out of the way with, and let's keep going. So there's this huge group of individuals that they say, burn the ships. Once you get there to arrive for war, burn the ships behind you, you have to fight. It's live or die at that point. So go quit that job you hate, put yourself in a position of immense pressure, so you're either forced to sink or swim. Now, I'll admit this does work for some people, and they have done some exceptional things to make it the reality. But the statistic is 95% of businesses fail. So unless you're that 5%, it pays to have some extra padding to soften the blows when you're still learning lessons in your business growth journey. Now, one of the biggest mistakes people make when they have a day job and a business that's making money for them is spending without thinking of the consequences. My best advice is to save as much and as often as you can. Creating capital to keep scaling and a cushion to soften the blows you're likely to receive when you're learning. Sure, it's nice to celebrate from time to time, but flaunting it, overspending, and being reckless with spending in general is never an optimal way to scale your business. You can spend a lot more once you've grown your business to a point where that type of spending is justified. And when you're just starting out or scaling, it's that's not the time. So do a lot more saving in the beginning. A lot of people have heard that there's three things in your life that you keep private, and those things are your bank account, your love life, and your next move. By keeping your bank account, cash flow, or whatever financial worth to yourself, you can save yourself a lot of headaches and just save in general. Um, especially when you're young and your friends are reminding you of your early success um, and encourage you to celebrate over and over and over again. Trust me, you end up spending all your capital to grow your business real quick. You should always keep your income to yourself. Yes, there's certain topics that come up with money, but as a rule of thumb, it's something you just don't talk about. Discussing what friends or even family members can bring bitter emotions towards a person if they think someone else is earning more or managing their money better. It's considered polite to stay off the topic, and if you have very low income, people might start judging you as less capable, and it just makes some people uncomfortable to talk about their shortcomings. And if you have a high income, it can be perceived as bragging, so keep your income private. So for all those people that you're going around saying, oh yeah, like my business is going great, this is happening, and all these other things, like, yes, those things are awesome and celebrate, but at the same point in time, if you're bragging and those people are making less than you, it might come off uh, in a manner that you just don't want. Now, moving on. The next thing you should keep to yourself is your love life. When you're young, you can take your losses in private when things don't work out. And even if everything's going great, when you make your love life public, it doesn't remain a personal affair anymore. There are some things that are better kept to ourselves, much like our income. Our love life is one of those things. The last but probably most important thing to keep to yourself is your next move. Everyone you know or are acquainted with is not your well-wisher. In fact, there are a few people, secret haters if you will, who are waiting for your downfall. Not everyone wants to see you do well in life. Some people want to see you do well, but never better than them. And unfortunately, some people just don't want to see you do well at all. Some people even create obstacles in your path so you will fail in your next move. 
Some people will leave nothing off the table to criticize, mock, belittle, and try to deter you against your plans. For whatever unexplainable reasons there might be for them to do so, it happens. People working against each other for a promotion at work or competing for the next big idea in a niche market. The worst ones will try to take your plans as their own and hope that you fail so they can do it themselves or just straight up beat you to it. There are a ton of reasons to keep your next move to yourself and if it's competitive advantage or announcing something before you know how it's gonna unfold, it's always best to work in silence and let your success be the noise. I can actually speak from experience on this one. I've had ideas stolen by people who are supposed to be my friends. I've announced things too early and perhaps taken a hit, so to speak, for not meeting a deadline that I created myself because I never accounted for the unexpected. And I even had to <clears throat> and I even had to pause an entire business project when I had a ton of people supporting me doing it. The fact of the matter is your next move is for you to know and everyone else to find out when you've already done it. Now the only contradiction I can really think of to this is documenting a journey and sometimes that might not go as planned either. But when you keep the cards in your hand to yourself, things just end up being a little easier. And now that being said, documenting your journey of ups and downs, depending on what you're doing, might be the thing you go with. But for just general speaking, it's always good to keep your next move to yourself. Now, when you're growing, there's a lot of things you can do to scale and reinvesting the money you make in your business is one of them. I myself practice this and I have a hard set of rules for when it comes to paying myself and how much. The funny thing is I've yet to actually pay myself a single penny and that totally goes against the pay yourself first rule. Um, but the way I've stacked my own chips allows me to pay myself first more often from my day job and put more money into savings, trading accounts, crypto and my other asset pools by reducing my costs and letting my business carry a little extra weight to my advantage without hindering its growth. Covering costs of things the business already needs and I can benefit on and save myself those dollars I would be spending on those expenses and they can be properly relocated to the places that'll bring me the best return. This is another prime example why you shouldn't quit your job when the money starts coming in from your business. Besides building a pension, having benefit plans and other perks that you get from another career helps out a lot when you don't need to spend that money from your business on supplying those things for you in the beginning. When capital matters and the more you save, the faster you can grow. The padding definitely has its pros, but the only real cons is time spent away from your business and trading your time for something you aren't super passionate about. So that's why I'm more pro keeping your day job until you're at that point of actually letting it go. There's some other ways to pay yourself without paying yourself, and that's called dividends. But before I get further into that, let's talk about your options when it comes to paying yourself when running your own business. Now, I live in Canada, so we're going to discuss the difference between paying yourself salary and dividends and owning a business through a corporation in Canada. Um, now, I'm very pro going corporate um, instead of being a sole proprietor for many, many reasons, but we're going to get to that in another episode. First thing I want you to know is how to pay yourself a salary or dividends or a combination of both. And I want to discuss the main advantages and the disadvantages of each, but we're also going to go over some common scenarios for when a business owner may choose one method over the other. Now, paying yourself a salary or wages is considered employment income at the end of the day in Canada. And these are all, the, all these three things are the same salary, wages, and employment income, the same thing. I just want you to keep that in mind as we go along. At the end of the day, these four things will result in you receiving a T4 to report your employment earnings on your personal income tax. So if you have your day job already, you're already doing this. Now, what that means for your business, if you're already paying yourself a salary or a wage, which is your employment income, 
the payments become an expense within the corporation. The expense in the company reduces the corporate's taxable income, which reduces corporate taxes owing. So how do you pay yourself in a salary? To pay yourself a wage, the corporation will need to register a payroll account with the CRA. Each time you are paid, the corporation will need to withhold source deductions, CPP, um, EI, income tax from your pay. These source deductions are then remitted to the receiver general at the CRA on a regular basis, usually monthly. Um, in addition, each year the corporation must prepare and file T4s for any employees that earn wages. Now, I'm not going to go in depth on the technicals of how to pay yourself, but I will say hire a good accountant. Um, this will do more for you than you know at all. Like, me hiring a good accountant was probably one of the best moves I ever made. Um, and don't skip out on paying for the things that matter. Don't be cheap when you're looking for an accountant, when you're looking for a lawyer. Those are things you want to spend the big bucks on. Uh, usually get what you pay for in life. And this is something to be mindful when doing. Your accountant and lawyer are two things you absolutely never want to cheap out on. So do you pay yourself a salary or a wage? Paying yourself a salary can be a way for you to show steady, predictable income. If you're applying for a mortgage though, or any form of credit, you'll need to show two years worth of employment history. Uh, another reason you might not want to be too quick to quit your day job. So let's look at some key advantages when paying yourself a salary. Wages create RRSP contribution room. Paying yourself a wage will allow you to build RRSP contribution room, whereas paying yourself via dividends does not. This is an important consideration if you're wanting to continue investing through your RRSPs. If you pay yourself solely through dividends, you won't continue to build contribution room and you may not be able to continue investing your RSPs. Keep in mind, you can also open a TSFA for investing, but that does cap out as well. So wages allow for CPP contributions. So this is a double-edged sword. Wages will allow you to contribute to the Canadian pension plan. Dividends do not. This means you will benefit in the future when you collect CPP but it also means that the CPP contributions are a cost for you and for the corporation. It boils down to less cash now because CPP deductions and CPP expense in the company, but more cash later when you collect CPP when you are older. To avoid this altogether, keep your day job until your business capital is beyond worrying about this expense. You can decide to start paying yourself at any time and there's no rush at all. Wages create fewer surprise tax bills. When you're paying yourself a salary, Income tax is withheld from each payment and remitted to the receiver general at the CRA. This means that when you file your personal tax return, you will have already paid income tax on your income. This helps you to avoid surprise tax bills once you file your return. You might actually get money back. So when paying dividends, income tax isn't withheld and remitted at each payment. This often creates personal taxes owing in tax season when you go to file your return. The surprise tax bill is a common scenario that young entrepreneurs run into, especially those who are new to paying themselves through dividends. Other pros to wages are, again, when you are attempting to qualify for a mortgage, banks like to see steady, predictable income. Earning employment income like this will help you show that you have steady income, whereas dividends income may not be looked at the same. This consideration is often overlooked by accountants because they are so concerned with minimizing tax. It's a good thing, but this is something you should keep in mind. Now, if you are considering buying a home within the next two years, it might be a good idea to pay yourself a salary instead of dividends, or you can just keep your day job for the time being. Wages can also help qualify for government subsidies and tax credits. There are a number of tax credits and government subsidies that require the payment of wages to be eligible for them. Notably, 
the Canadian emergency wage subsidy that was created during the pandemic. Uh, required businesses to previously be registered to a payroll account to be able to qualify. Some personal tax credits like the Canada Workers Benefit require you to have earned employment income to receive the tax credit. This factor alone may not be enough to sway your decision, but it's a benefit of paying yourself a salary instead of a dividend. This was actually one thing that disqualified my own business from receiving any government support during the pandemic. 2020 took the world by surprise and a lot of businesses were forced to pivot. Some never survived that pivot and they failed. And this is something to keep in mind in your own situation. So let's talk about dividends. Dividends are payments to shareholders of a corporation that are paid from the after-tax earnings of a company. This means that the dividends are not a corporate expense and they do not reduce the corporate taxes paid. The flip side is that dividends carry less personal tax liability than wage because they come with a dividend tax credit. Now, the additional corporate tax and reduced personal tax are meant to offset one another. And at the end of the year, there's typically an amount of dividends that you can pay yourself tax free. So how do you pay yourself dividends? In practice, paying dividends to shareholders of a corporation is fairly easy. Dividends are declared and cash is transferred from the corporate account to a shareholder's personal account in one or many transactions. In practice, you'll often see corporate shareholders just take money out of the corporate account as they need, and then a dividend is declared for the total amount once per year. And then each year that corporation must prepare and file T5s for any shareholders who receive dividends. The tricky thing though with dividends is that they're issued and paid based on share ownership. So if you have partners, this is where things can get tricky. For example, your business wants to issue 100 grand in dividends to the owners of its class A common shares. It must do so based on a percentage of ownerships. So let's say your one partner owns 30% of the company's class A shares and another partner owns 70%. Well, then that partner would, would receive 30 grand and the other would receive 70. So if you're looking to pay differently, this is where things can get tricky. Um, it can make it difficult to allocate different amounts of income to multiple shareholders if they all own the same class of shares. And this is one of the many reasons that you don't cheap out on a lawyer when it comes to owning a business. The company structure can be changed as needed, but you require a lawyer to do so. So why choose dividends? Paying yourself dividends can be a simple way for business owners to withdraw money from their corporation. And let's take a look at the advantages. Dividends may reduce cost compared to wages. Paying dividends removes the need to contribute to CPP, which reduces corporate and personal costs. As of 2022, CPP costs employers 5.7% on the first $64,900 of wages per employee. It also costs employees 5.7% on that first 6400 sorry $64,900 of their earnings this means if a business owner pays himself 65k on wages the total cpp cost is 7 grand so if you want to pay yourself 65 grand it's going to cost you 7 grand in cpp the downside of this story is that dividends do not allow you to contribute to the cpp and will reduce the amount of money you get from cpp when you are older more cash now, less cash later, unless you're still paying into it with your day job. In the instance of paying, in the instance of the 65K costing your business an extra seven, that extra seven could be used to keep growing your business. Costs all add up and how you budget really depicts how the company's overall growth is gonna go when cash flow is required.
Dividends are simple compared to wages. If you own 100% of your corporation, you are the only person that owns shares, you can just declare a dividend and transfer cash from the company to your personal account. Or what's more common in practice is just take the cash as you need it, then declare dividends in the total amount once per year. There's no need to register for payroll or remit source deductions. You will just have to file a T5 once per year, but that really isn't that difficult. And again, this is why you hire a good accountant to do most of this stuff for you. Dividends mean less of a chance of late filing penalties. With dividends, you won't need to make constant payroll remittances like you would with wages. Payroll remittances are relentless. Usually they have to be paid each month and late penalties will come if you do not pay them on time. So paying dividends eliminates the chance of late or missed payroll remittances. That being said, filing T5s must be completed on time once per year when paying dividends. And for those who know they already struggle with making payments on time, dividends might be the right choice for you. Dividends also create less employer health tax costs. There's a few provinces in Canada, Ontario and BC being uh, two of them. Uh, I think there may be others, don't quote me on that, but some businesses must pay employer health tax. Now, it's calculated based on the wages paid to employees. Typically, the tax only applies to wages and not dividends, so businesses can avoid or reduce the amount of employer health tax paid by paying owners in dividends instead of wages. This is another item that shouldn't be the sole contributing factor in your decision, but it's something worth noting. So which creates less tax? Spoiler alert, the answer is, it depends. Okay, so for most common questions, there is about salary versus dividends, which method allows me to pay less tax? This is an important question, but unfortunately, the Trudeau government made some changes to legislation in 2018, and it's made it more difficult to reduce taxes by choosing one method or the other. Um, again, this is where having a really good accountant comes in very handy uh, when you're looking to calculate and compare taxes. Although there may not be as much tax and savings to be had as in the past, we can still do some simple calculations to help determine whether dividends or wages are more tax efficient. The idea is to calculate the total taxes, corporate and personal, that would be paid if dividends were used versus comparing the total amount of taxes that if you were paying in wages. So there's simple tools out there like the Wealth Simple Tax Calculator to help you estimate your personal taxes, but you would also need to get a hold of your corporate tax rate. At the end of the day, this is why I hired an accountant. I don't want to be bothered with any of this stuff, and a lot of you guys starting out don't want to either. Do not cheap out on your accountant. Get a good one. So in conclusion, let's take a look at a few common scenarios that might happen and discuss what you might want to consider as a business owner in each case. So if you're bad at administrative tasks, if you're bad at making payments on time, if that's a weakness for you, um, then it might be easier and less costly for you to pay yourself dividends. Wages require the regular on-time payment of source deductions. And if source deduction payments are missed or late, there are penalties and they can add up quick. Also, if you're trying to qualify for financing, if you plan on purchasing a home in the near future and you know that you're gonna need to qualify for a mortgage, it might be better to pay yourself as an employee with either wages or salary. Um, banks like to see steady income more than sporadic dividend payments. And this is another reason, keeping your day job 
comes in super clutch and you don't have to worry about this and you can just let your business grow and still buy a house with your personal income from your day job. And another scenario is having children or going on parental leave. If you plan on having children sometime soon and you would like to earn maternity or paternal benefits, then it may be better to earn income through wages. This is because withholding and remitting employment insurance premiums can enable that employee to collect maternity or parental benefits. Um, now, if you keep your day job and you do this, great, you're already doing it. And then there's also the instance of paying bonuses. Sometimes tax can be reduced or deferred by paying wages in the form of a bonus to a business owner. This is a little more complicated um, and it isn't applicable in every scenario, but it's important to know that the technique does exist and you might want to talk to your accountant about that. Now, the Canadian Workers Benefit, the Canada Workers Benefit, is a tax refundable credit intended to provide tax relief for eligible low-income individuals and families. It may be beneficial to pay yourself a small salary from your business to trigger this tax credit on your own personal taxes. Consider this if you already have low personal or family net income for the year. At the end of the day, the system is a big game and you have to get good at playing this game and navigate the gray between the black and the white. If you wanna be among the 1% and the rich and the successful, you have to learn how to play this game and how to best decide on how you will pay yourself. Now, again, if you haven't quit your day job and you want to avoid paying more taxes than necessary on the money you make, you can put it off by staying employed and reinvesting that money your business makes back into itself. But that doesn't mean your business can't help cover expenses like your internet bill, cell phone, and other bills as an expense to the business free tax that you can spend that money you typically spend paying those bills personally on other assets or something you want to enjoy that the business can't cover. That being said, that's how you can pay yourself without paying yourself. So like I said, there's a lot of benefits to incorporating and having a corporation versus being a sole proprietor. Um, for myself, I don't see it any other way. And, uh, having a corporation and being able to reinvest all the money I've made from the business back into itself while the business kind of takes some weight off my shoulders and allows me to use money from what I would take from a paycheck and put it into places that are going to add more value to my life. So again, guys, this isn't for everybody and this isn't financial advice. Like don't do verbatim what I do. It might not be the best for you, but maybe don't quit your day job yet. As you're scaling your side hustle to be your full-time thing, there may be years that go by. And there was a point where I was like, all right, I'm quitting my career. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I just want to work for myself full-time. And I was so close to just pulling the trigger and then the pandemic happened. And I'm so freaking happy. Now I am. I wasn't at the time that I held on to my day job because I would have been fucked. And some people don't realize that the unexpected does happen. So the more you prepare yourself for the unexpected, the better off you are to tackle it when it does happen. So I hope you guys learned something and found value in this episode. We're going to talk more about business stuff. Um, but these are the th common questions that I get. Uh, people always asking like, how do you pay yourself? 
how do you set up your business? Like, what's your company structure to allow yourself to keep growing? Like, how have you been successful with this? And this is just kind of little tidbits of what I've done. Um, go corporate, reinvest the money uh, that your business makes back into it, and uh, try not to keep expensing all these personal things through the business. Do things that are going to help. And then when you are lightening the load on your personal income, that money that would go to paying your cell phone or your internet bill or your travel fees for whatever it may be, take that money and invest it. Put it somewhere else. Save that money. Don't spend it. Just because you've lightened the load doesn't mean spend that money foolishly. If you want to get ahead in life, you're going to have to learn how to budget correctly and how to manage your money a lot better. This is just a little thing you learn through developing better financial literacy. And at the end of the day, there's you're going to learn every day. If you're not a student of life and you're not always learning something new, you're not going to keep evolving. And uh, one thing in business I've learned is if you don't grow, you die. So keep learning, keep adapting. And thanks for listening to another episode on how to grow up shapes and forms. I'll be back next week to talk about supplements and enhancements in the fitness industry. Tune in Monday for all the juiced up controversy, but make sure to rate, like, share, follow, subscribe right now. And I'll link to where to find me on all social media below as well in the show notes, as long as anything I mentioned today. And uh, I'll see you guys on the next one, guys. Thanks again.